Hey, hey, my taste buds. Humbled and honored to share with you that today's episode of House of Carbs on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by World Central Kitchen. World Central Kitchen is the organization devoted to providing meals in the wake of natural disasters founded by DC's own Jose Andres. Their relief team is working across America right now to safely distribute individually packaged fresh meals in communities that need support. And they are now serving tens of thousands of meals daily in some of our biggest cities like New York and Los Angeles, here in Washington and DC. They're launching initiatives across America to deliver fresh, hot meals to hospitals and clinics, fighting on the front lines while keeping local restaurants in business as well. You can directly help the heroes in hospitals and clinics who are fighting for us, and you can help keep your local restaurants alive. Here's what you do. This is a collaboration between The Ringer and World Central Kitchen. You go to theringer.com slash WCK to donate. We're trying to raise $250,000, and if you have the means to donate, please do it. It's an unbelievably great and useful cause that helps our hospital heroes. My taste buds, we're working to help emergency workers. We're really doing what we can to prop up local restaurants. Please give whatever you can. The money goes directly to World Central Kitchen. It's a charitable donation. Once again, that's theringer.com slash WCK. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jamel Hill. And I'm Van Lathan. We're proud to introduce our new podcast, The Wire, Way Down in the Hole. First episodes hit you on April 15th. Now, every podcast episode will include recaps, signature moments, foreshadowing, key character deep dives, little-known facts, and also awards, such as We Love This Show But, the Stringer Bell Fuckboy Award, my personal favorite, who won the episode, and more. So join us in West Baltimore on April 15th. My hungry homies, my culinary comrades. We've done it. We're back. It's House of Carbs, a food podcast for the hungry people by the hungry people on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your hungry host, Joe House. My taste buds, we are like you, doing our very best, cooking at home, doing what we can to figure out what makes sense in our pantries, cooking three meals a day. We are using the next couple episodes of House of Carbs to visit with many of our friends, family, and colleagues across the Ringer platform to see what's going on in their kitchens. And some of them have even let us into their kitchens. We have some video coming out. We're going in. We're getting a little bit of a, a, a sneak peek of behind the scenes at many of our beloved friends' kitchens and hearing how they're handling feeding themselves and their families in this Q-Life moment that we are in this week. Very happy to have Kevin O'Connor, Amanda Dobbins, and Jason Concepcion all letting us into their kitchens to let us see what they're cooking up while we're all staying at home. Let's get in to that belly and these kitchens with our pals, Kevin, Amanda, and Jason. All right, coming to us live from her kitchen in Los Angeles, California. She is a co-host of two wildly popular podcasts on the Ringer Podcast Network. The Big Picture with Sean Fennessy Jam Session with Juliet Littman. It is the one, the only Amanda Dobbins. Amanda, how are you? I am so excited to be here. I do do those podcasts and many other things, but really everything that I have been doing has been in the hopes of one day being interviewed in my kitchen. So here I am. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a great kitchen. Um, this is the first time I've seen or talked to you in a while. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm, yeah. I'm hanging in. I'm, I'm here with my husband and everyone is safe and healthy. So that's the best I can hope for. How about you? Right. Same. Two thumbs up. We're doing the safe okay. thing, the healthy thing. We're staying away. 
I'm avoiding people. I'm uh, growing facial hair and I'm baking focaccia. So I think we've got all the bases covered. I'm also doing focaccia. Are you doing the Bon Appetit recipe? Of course I did the Bon Appetit recipe. I mean, you know, they're our pals. It is. It's amazing. I am the world's worst baker and I don't do it. And I think that recipe is by Sarah Jample is her name. And it's a miracle because it's turned out perfectly both times. It's literally, as advertised, incredibly easy, no need, that is K-N-E-A-D, focaccia. Mm-hmm. And you, all you have to do is be patient and really just be patient for like a day. If you can let it sit overnight and rise for one day, for, for one overnight, that's all, right? That's true, though. I will say I've been doing it same day. I've been cheating. Okay. But it, it just means I put it in the oven turned off to rise instead of putting it in the fridge to rise. And it's it's honestly worked out great. Well, and, and you know, the, the recipe imagines that some people might want it same day. There's a lot of instant gratification folks like like you and I, honestly. I mean, I, nobody's more instant gratification than me. But, you know, in this quarantine moment, you want your bread. If you start it in the morning, you want your bread in the evening, right? Yes. I mean, 24 hours is a really, really long time. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not there yet with my cooking where I can devote like 24 plus hours, maybe one day. Well, let's let's start with that then. Before this quarantine moment that we're living in, what would you say is the ratio of in-house cooking to ordering in or carry out? More cooking than carry out, just because we moved from New York to Los Angeles for the ringer and the takeout culture in LA is different than New York. And there was something, it just felt further away. And so we did start cooking more when we were here. And so I think we probably cooked five nights a week at home, I would say, between me and my husband. And yeah, it's also, it's kind of like what we would do. It's important to note we don't have children, so we have time and we can't cook. And one of us will normally like take the lead and the other is the sous chef. That's very important. Wow. Deciding who is in charge in the kitchen because if both people think they're in charge, then chaos ensues or like marital fights ensue. But you you guys were incredibly well prepared for this component of, of the stay-at-home lifestyle that we're all occupying. That is true. I do think that we, I mean, we had some stock recipes. I felt like I had a sense of how to grocery shop without total panic or hoarding and being like, okay, I'm going to need this and I'm going to need that. But the thing that's been interested, that's just dinner. So we never ate lunch at home. Right. I don't really eat breakfast, but my husband does. So it's now like three meals a day, seven days a week at home. And that is a major difference between like cooking a nice, you know, pot of beans on a Wednesday night because you don't have anything else to do. Right, right. So, um... That that is interesting in in this respect. Uh, are you eating three meals a day? Are you guys doing that? Have you changed your eating habits? I'm eating two meals a day. I would say, which is kind of what I always did. And I think my husband is probably having three. I mean, he's just like doing yogurt or or whatever for breakfast. But I think we're eating better lunches, which is really nice. Definitely, my husband is. He works from home all of the time, so he went from like eating whatever gross leftovers or he could like scrounge up at 2 p.m. to just having a beautifully planned lunch every single day, which I think is going well for him. But, you know, I would get a salad every day. And now we've been making like chicken salad or like sauteing some greens or some beans, trying to make it like maybe not an event, but at least something nice, because what else are we going to do? Lovely. Yeah, that's been nice. And, uh, and, you know, a way to ensure that you don't kill each other. You know, you're kind of mutually dependent on the food. That's like a good way to to do it, right? Yeah, it is. It's like we come together for the meals and then we go to the separate <laughs> sides of our really small house for the rest of the time. These are, like you know, incredible survival instincts in, in this moment, right, that yeah. we're in. Yes. Yeah. Um, so pre uh, stay at home, were there a handful of dishes that you guys had as kind of go to dishes? And, and how has that changed uh, now that you've been home relentlessly? Now that you asked that, I realized that we really have been training for this because, yes, we made a lot of beans. And like, but what was so funny is once everyone kind of went bean crazy and obviously beans are great. I'm soaking some beans right now for tonight. Here we go. Once we had more time, I was like, I don't want beans because that's what we eat all of the time. 
So I, I don't really know it and was lucky at least for the first couple of weeks to be in a position to be able to do like slightly more project stuff like focaccia or we, we like made a steak. We made steak au poivre. Oh. That was, that was like a big Saturday night. That was like, Delightful. we got to celebrate. Date yeah. night. It was, it was date night, but for the most part, yeah, we've been making, I'm making this, this dish is a um, squirrel. Jessica Coslow wrote a lovely cookbook that is propping up this phone right now. Hold on. I'm going to look at the title. Everything I want to eat by Jessica <laughs> Coslow okay. right there. And we're going to make this bean stew tonight. We've been making pasta sauces. What else have we been doing? A lot of chicken salad. I already know I mentioned chicken salad, but I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I've been making a lot of chicken salad. Yeah, sure. That 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 makes sense. No, wait. Uh, why does it make sense? Why, what does chicken salad have to do with Atlanta, Georgia? I don't know. Isn't it Southern? Well, fried chicken is. Are you using, are you frying the chicken and putting it in the salad? No, I'm not. And that's actually the nice thing about chicken salad is that like whatever chicken you have, whether it's like the one like sad chicken breast that was packaged alone, that was like all that was left at the grocery store or like a roast chicken, whatever chicken you have works great the next day in chicken salad. I guess I just thought it was a thing that like all my grandmother and her church friends made a lot. Yes, for sure. Uh, and you know, just to, to distinguish there's, there's two, two things. And this is part of, um, the challenge. We, we chatted with Kevin O'Connor today and, you know, he's doing a, a kind of chicken salad, but like that's with greens and sliced chicken. You know, when you're, when you say chicken salad, oh. we're talking about a radically different yeah, food no. item altogether. I have some in the kitchen and I would show it to you, but it looks like pretty gross. I can't really say that I plated it. Well, like, there's no such thing as looks gross. It's just Do chicken salad. Get, get the chicken salad, Amanda. Okay. Let's right. see it. Wow. This is so exciting. Okay. Um, I was, I was very excited because this is, this is a Waldorf chicken salad, which is a variant of chicken salad with grapes and walnuts. And I had not been able to find walnuts for a while. And yeah. then I was able to. Okay, this really honestly looks like someone threw up. Stop but it. that's okay. Okay, but no, look. It looks great. It's a Waldorf chicken salad. Yes. I'm so getting hungry, kind of. So it's chicken, celery, grapes, walnuts, some herbs that I had, and a lot of mayo. Yes. Great. It's not, delicious. Not as, not as healthy as Kevin O'Connor's chicken salad, <laughs> but. We're all living our best lives. That's yeah. all. You know, that's we're all true. living our. Our, our home lives. Okay. So it's beans, it's pasta sauces, it's chicken salad. Those are some mm -hmm. like pretty core components. What else? Yeah. Uh, steak au poivre for date night. Should we go in the fridge and see what, what other, what kind of yes. combinations are available in there? We can. I, I didn't clean the fridge. I want to be <laughs> honest. I'm, I, I did. I did clean the kitchen a little bit cause it was getting kind of gross and this was an excuse, but this is my fridge as it is my fridge. Okay. You're, we're all friends here. This is the hungry homies, the taste buds, the culinary comrades. No judging. This, no judging. This is a no judgment zone. We're all, all right, in the same okay. boat. Yeah. It's a stocked fridge. It is. So we've been eating a lot of greens. That's like my one ode to health. Well done. Yeah. And then otherwise, some cabbage. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. If anyone has any ideas, let me know. Here's some of the focaccia. Oh, God, looks great. Yeah, right there. A cauliflower, some seltzer, very important. Though I have to say, this seltzer, we bought it and it's flat. And I don't know what I did. And I was really upset. You know, you can't have everything. Uh, well, I, I, I want to make an observation that I, I don't intend to sound like any kind of a, a criticism in any way, shape or form. My first response in seeing this fridge, it's a very um, California fridge. It's a very L.A. fridge. Because there's a diversity of color. There's a diversity. It's not all packaged items. There's loose items. There's um, sauces. There's vegetables. The vegetables are out. Uh, you, you know, I, I, and you're an East Coaster, so you understand where I'm coming from on this. Yes, that is true. We went native. I want to show you one very California thing. Please, please. And I think this is really important. You asked me to pick like uh, one ingredient. And I, I picked a couple, but I think this is a really important one. So here is California privilege, our citrus drawer. Okay. Yeah. Let's see it. Can you see it? Am I? Oh, wow. I, I see. I mean, there's oranges, there's lemons, there's limes, there's grapefruit. What else is in there? Those are the primary ones. The okay. grapefruit is from our neighbor. 
who dropped it off. We went out to our porch one day and our neighbor was like, would you like a grapefruit? Very nice. Mostly lemons. And lemons are my ingredient because um, they make everything taste good. Like if something's really old or something just didn't turn out, put lemon on it and it's going to turn out a little better. So that's my ingredient. I also, in this drawer, and this is not citrus, got one of those produce boxes, you know? Yeah. The CSA produce box. Yeah. And this was in it and I don't know what it is. So if anyone's uh, watching, you know what it is? It looks like radicchio of some sort. I mean, I can't tell. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's too diverse in color and, and shape to just be a, a pure radicchio play, but the purple in it, I don't know. It's a green. It's a definitely a green. It's like, it looks like a good base for a salad. I might also put it in the stew tonight, but if anyone knows, I would love to find out. Well, speaking of the stew, I want to, I have a recommendation for you for the cabbage, get the cabbage in with the beans and then bra- braise some of that. Get some fire on that cabbage, get some fire on it. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Okay. I'm putting this back on the honeybee. Hello. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for the tour. It's a d- delightful. Anytime. Yeah. Well, let me hear about some, uh, item, you know, you're, you're, you guys are clearly food ambitious mm-hmm. as you, as you're planning out, you know, and, and you're, you're clearly planners. Is there something um, that's outside your comfort zone that you have kind of in your workshopping, you're in development? Let me hear about an item that might, you know, uh, come on onto the plate next week, perhaps. This is such a great question. And there is one dish. So focaccia was there, but yeah. then focaccia, I, I, with the help of Sarah Jample and Bon Appetit, I figured it out. Well, let me, I want to tap the brakes before you answer, because I need your, some input from you. I made a a glorious focaccia myself. In fact, I had my nine-year-old son help me. And the main reason I had him help me is because that's how we got his math homework done. (laughs) I made him do um, quantity math. I made him do time math. It was the only way I had to sneak it in. You know what I mean? It's like getting him to eat vegetables. Um, The one thing that we failed at with this, uh, with our first try at the focaccia, it was slightly too salty. And I think it's because we use, we use Malden flakes. You know, Malden is a sea mm-hmm. salt that's big, flaky, and that we sprinkled it on top. And I let him do a handful. There it is. There's the Malden. Beautiful. I let him do a handful, and I did a handful, and I believe his handful was, was maybe a heavy hand. Okay. So mm-hmm. it turned out like just one turn saltier. But I also feel like we maybe oversalted at the beginning as well. It wasn't just the top. Yeah. I was going to ask whether you thought it was the flakes or the salt because salt is so tricky. This is why baking is really hard. It specifies a specific type of salt, right? It's like kosher salt or diamond crystal. I don't have those. I honestly, if I went to the store and you were like, find it, I guess I can read, but I wouldn't have confidence that I had the right one. And so I've have also been trying to not like have, but adjust the right amount of salt. So I think yeah, I just that- halved it for fine sea salt. I should also note, the first time I made this recipe, I forgot to put the salt in with the dough, which was not good. But oh. again, I'm I'm really bad at baking and following instructions, <laughs> as everyone in my life will tell you. And But I, I remembered at the last minute, like right before I put it to rise, and I was like, oh, I screwed this up, but I'll just try the salt anyway. It was fine. It was fine. Oh. It's a perfect recipe. So I, this, you've, you've now given me comfort. I'm not going to put any salt in at the beginning. The next batch that we make, I'll just do the, some sprinkle on top and let that be enough, enough salt. We're going to serve it. We're going to have it. We have, we ate immediately as it came out of the oven, we had devoured like a quarter yeah. of, of the pan. It was amazing. It's fluffy. It's got a crunch on top and on bottom. There's a chew to it. Um, and our, the, the only bad thing we could say was a 95% success, but the 5% lack of success was the salt and the way that we're going to do it. I think I'm going to do like a sweet kind of tomato sauce and do some dipping. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Okay, good. On Saturday night, we made, uh, pork and ricotta meatballs and had oh. the focaccia with the meatballs in the, oh. in the red sauce. Yeah. And we just did like the, the three ingredient, uh, Marcella Hazan recipe. Yeah. Great stuff. Very easy. Okay, delicious. good. Well, I, I we we went down a, a, a brief focaccia uh, side tangent rabbit hole there. Uh, you were about to share with us your ambitious food make for for, for potentially next week. Let's let's hear it. So I love and miss uh, Szechuan food, which oh. I can't. 
I have like experimented at home, but it's it's a whole other level and I don't have as much access to the techniques. And there's so much amazing Sichuan food in Los Angeles that it's kind of right. like I should just go. But I really miss the noodles. And I've seen a lot of recipes going around for basically some hand-pulled noodles with oh. that spicy peppercorn sauce. I don't think I have enough patience to do the hand pulling. I really don't. It's really hard. And they they have the Instagram videos or the YouTube videos where they explain it to you, which I really appreciate. But it's like you get into minute four of pulling the noodles. And I'm like, this is an undertaking. But also, I can't stop thinking about them. Oh, so? So I don't know if we. I, I could get to a place. I think you should. I, you okay. you kind of owe it to yourself. To give it a because if you're if you're successful with it, like think of the level of of satisfaction that accomplishment. It's a it's a lifetime accomplishment and hopefully a once in a lifetime accomplishment. Honestly, because my what I would sincerely root for from my heart is that um, you make it. It's a wild success, but then you know we're all out of quarantine and you're back to eating the very best versions of Szechuan that that you know available in the United States of America there in L.A. I think that's a best case scenario. I I agree with that as well. So maybe I'll try it just the once. And just the once. Definitely have a small breakdown in the middle of it because it looks very hard, but persevere. Yes. And then hopefully at some point get uh, to be back out there eating in the wonderful restaurants. On that hopeful note, Amanda, we're going to let you go. Thank you for letting us into your kitchen today. Thank you so much for asking me. This was a true treat for me. <laughs> we, we loved it. Thank you and talk to you again soon. All right, Hungry Homies now joining the pantry party. None other than the legend himself, Kevin O'Cooker. Kevin O'Kitchen, Kevin O'Connor from the NBA beat here at TheRinger.com. Kevin, that's an amazing kitchen. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Unfortunately, the real kitchen is far less. Oh, <laughs> you had us going, my brother. It, it works for us. It works for us. How you doing oh, today, Joe? Oh. Great. KOC, thank you for coming on. I admire the beard. We're all in this mode of, you know, avoiding other people and growing out facial hair, at least, you know, 50% of the species, maybe more. And we're also cooking at home, which is something that you are doing now. Is cooking at home part of your regular uh, MO, your order of operation, or is this a, a, a new thing for you? Well, uh, I do a little bit here and there. My mom, I'm home with my mom right now, helping her out and everything. And just, yes, you know, this is the time yes. you want to be with family and loved ones. So that's right. That's I'm right. with my mom home in uh, Brockton, Massachusetts right now. And she does the majority of the cooking and she's awesome. A great cook. So I'm very thankful to be here and to enjoy my mom's home cooking. Yes, that 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 goes without saying. Now, if you were left to your own devices, if you didn't have mom's home cooking, what's the ratio of you cooking for yourself to ordering in? I think in these circumstances, I would start cooking way more often than I have like living in LA. I, I would follow her recipes more often, cook her chicken parm. I can cook the turkey burgers. That's one of my favorite things. It's a nice, easy, healthy meal. Uh, so that's something I've I've done living in LA quite often, but I would expand more often and do things like chicken marcella. Okay, so so you have, I mean, chicken marcella is a, a, a you know an, an Italian delicacy, a, as it were. What's your experience with that? I mean, even though my last name is very Irish, I'm <laughs> probably more Italian because my mom grew up in an Italian family. Uh, oh, uh, growing up, we've had sauce more often, you know, than anything else. Uh, like, uh, like I said, despite the Irish last name, I'm not too familiar with Irish cuisines necessarily. So you, yeah. And then that means that, uh, you've been eating well while at home with your, your mostly Italian mom. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we eat fairly healthy. I mean, my, my, my mom, when she'll be cutting chicken, she'll cut all the fat out, you know, she's wow. Yeah. Likes, likes to have a healthy meal. So it's been healthy overall, even though I'm, I'm, uh, quite overweight right now. I'm going to, going to work on that. <laughs> well, have you, uh, that's for all of us. And that's for when we're, we're through mm-hmm. this, when we are all the other side, uh, we can get True back for to John Wall right behind you as well. <laughs> yeah. John Wall. Um, I, I think he's been doing, you know, his workout. I'm not sure. I, 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 uh, 
He was well on his way to, to return. You yourself now, other than the turkey burger, you're, the turkey burger's legendary. Everybody on your Twitter feeds has seen the turkey burger. We know where you stand with it. What what else? Tell us one other thing that you've been cooking. I got nothing else. Wow. Because you got your mom. Uh, exactly. I, I'm, I'm a scrub cook. Truly. I'm being honest. I'm a scrub. I mean, I, I, I have a lack of experience. I think I could be good. And one of my goals over these next however many weeks or months is to really like t- have my mom take me under her wing. Yes. You know, she, you, she's tried to teach me in the past, but I've been unwilling. And now I'm fully willing. and I want to get this experience, become a good cook. I, I want to I wanna feel. I don't want to just follow recipes. You have the time. You have the means. You have your mom. Let's do this, KOC. Let's get this. Let's get it done. I mean, you know, I, not every ingredient is available these days. There have been runs on on uh, yeast and flour and other sort of elements of, of baking, but you can still get a good pasta or the ingredients to make your own handmade pasta. Now, let's, let's talk about your mom for a second, since she's the cook in, in the house. What's her? Let's, let's do two or three of, of her uh, go-to uh, 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 dinners. I mean, the go-to, uh, we actually just got done shopping. This week's a little different. We bought a ham, you know, for Easter yeah, on sure, Sunday. For Easter. But I, I mean, like, she'll probably cook chicken parmesan once a week, once every 10 days or something like that. That's a go-to for us. And it's fantastic the way you, she cooks it. I mean, you know who 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 is a, a legendary chicken parm fiend? Bill Simmons. Did you, you The boss. The boss man, Bill I Simmons. I legendary chicken parm aficionado. So you might have to. Is huh? there number one chicken parm in the world? Like, like what is like the best chicken parm you can have? Well, I mean, there there are uh, a lot of entrants, and he um, will go through uh, in his own sort of experience, East Coast, West Coast. What he gets out of his he's he's uh, half Italian as well. His mom's Italian, um, and what he likes in terms of the components of a chicken parm. But but I think you might have to get your mom whenever it is. That we're through this, you're headed back to LA. Get your mom to make a nice batch of the chicken parm and put it in a, thi- in, a in a Tupperware, and you could transport it. It'll stay okay for you know. You could put it on ice, or you know, you could ship it. And let's put this chicken parm to the Bill Simmons test. I'm down. I'm totally okay. down. Uh, All I right. Think, I think it could stand up. It might not be like five star restaurant, you know, Michelin star. No, 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 no. It's authentic. <laughs> It's it's mom made. It's handmade by 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 your mom. Made so with it, love. It, it made with love. All right, walk us through the kitchen. Let's see the pantry. Let's see a little bit about what's going on here at KOC headquarters. Cabinets here. Well, well, like you know, show us how the 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 magic happens. Whatever you're you're in charge. Let's, let's start off. You know, over here, probably a little empty. You, you got you gotta have popcorn kernels. Popcorn. Yeah, you got it. You- yeah. So speaking of popcorn, what are you watching? Like, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the popcorn is a crucial uh, complement to the to the TV binging that we're on. Oh, we got a couple different popcorns yeah, we just, here. We just bought these ones today. Try out good, some new good. ones. Heirloom. Um, Heirloom yeah, popcorn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Love so it. I just got done watching Tiger King last week. Okay. Um, which I feel like everybody watched. I don't tell me what happens. I, I'm only through episodes five. I will not do that. I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a spoiler guy. Good. But, um, you know, watching Tiger King, I, I'm starting to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's my first oh. time ever watching that. I, oh. I've been watching it at nighttime when, like, I'm done with work and everything, and I am just dying, laughing yeah. nonstop. What took me so long? I'm not going to give you a hard time. It's been around for 20 years. You're barely 21 years old, KOC. I mean, you weren't watching it as a baby, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> oh, this is a full fridge. I love it. I love the looks of we, it. We just stocked up our first time going shopping in like two weeks. Yeah. Got some sauce left over from the chicken parm that she made. Beautiful. Turkey burger's ready to be cooked later. There, there we go. The KOC turkey burger. That's a nice big, big package, too. You're going you're to get a couple out of that. Beautiful. Looks like pounded thin, nice, nice thin. And uh, is there a breading on there? No breading, no. No breading. Okay, just that, grilled. That, that, yeah, yes. I see a lot of healthy produce. Yep, healthy, healthy. You know, we get some different cheeses. We got goat cheese. I, oh, I love sure. goat cheese on my salads. Well, you know that it, it lends a it's a nice tang, like a nice kind of earthy, creamy for sure. Exactly. Great. 
Got our choice of salad dressings. Well done. Well done. I see Cholula down there in the hot sauce. Let me see the hot sauce. I mean, balsamic vinaigrette's great, but I'm interested in the hot sauce. Our our hot sauce is very white. (laughs) What Cholula and Siete, the the Whole Foods, uh, you know, (laughs) proponents. Okay. What's head country? What's that? Barbecue? Yes, barbecue. Uh, Hickory smoked barbecue Okay, sure, sure. Why not? Very good. All right. One of my favorites, though, is I, I love balsamic vinaigrette on a salad. Love it. I mean, it's a classic. You can't beat it. Nobody's going to say that you're doing something wrong if you go with balsamic vinaigrette on a salad, KOC. And what we've been doing, let me turn the camera around. One sec. And what we've been doing recently is, or what I've been doing recently is having TV dinners a lot more often to help spread out the cooked food. So we minimize the amount of times that we have to go out into the wilderness, into a okay. grocery store with our masks on and all that, you know, just limiting yes. the amount of time. My mom had heart surgery in December. We're being extra, you know, cautious, right? That, so we, everything we've about it. Really, yeah, once well, merely every 10 to 14 days, something like that. So I've been stocking up on TV dinners. Healthy let's see ones that Usually I hate TV dinners, but these ones are so good. Healthy oh my God! Kids. You are lying. That's <laughs> a lot of TV dinners. We we just uh, we we just or I just stocked up on these today. The healthy choice, simply steamers. These grilled chicken and broccoli Alfredo, awesome. Okay, healthy choice. Shout out on House of Carbs. Yes. What about these TV dinners? What are the other options oh, in here? Yeah, we got the the. The grilled chicken Marcella. So, oh, right. Speaking of chicken Marcella. Okay. But now you can't, that's because you can't tell mom, mom, I need to have a chicken Marcella every night. You can't do that. It's not that, fair. That wouldn't be fair. That's right. Uh, grilled basil chicken's great. Not, have not had the honey balsamic chicken. Look. Let me ask you this question. Do you ever mix fresh ingredients with the TV dinner ingredients? No, but you got oh, me thinking. Oh, now. this is a, this is a house of carbs hack. If you use, there's absolutely nothing wrong in this time uh, that we're in, and, and even outside of this time, of using a, a uh, frozen thing as kind of a starter element, but you can really customize it. You can accentuate it. You can elevate it with your own you know, flavor profile, what the O'Connor palette contemplates, and you know, go ahead and take it in a direction if, for instance, with that Alfredo, a little fresh grated cheese on top of the cheese that already comes with it. A different cheese, you know, maybe a little uh, Reggiano Parmesan in there. If you if you have that, I don't know what's in the in the cupboard that's available, but you know, uh, a little black pepper. If you want to add a little bit of a you know a, a kick to it, a little jolt. Uh, red chili flakes are another option. I don't know how spicy the O'Connor palate runs. Maybe I, I you like take spicy. My mom- oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can start, you can d- divvy up the thing and then make it for your own. You have some fresh chicken there to go with the chicken that's in there. Maybe you like a, a double meat kind of vibe. Go crazy, Kevin O'Connor. That's my that's my recommendation. I am a double meat guy, like at a Chipotle or a sweet green. I love doing the double meat, you know, certain days if it's a dinner, maybe go for double meat. This, this is what we go, this is why we get along, KOC, as you know. I mean, this yeah, I'm I'm nothing if not. A, a relentless double meter. Uh, I'll tell you what, the salad I love making, I, I've, I've adapted the the recipe with their Hollywood bowl that they have in the LA locations at Sweet Cream. Okay. With the so, almonds and the raisins and the kale and the balsamic dressing with grapes. Delicious. Do you have all those ingredients at home now? Currently, I am missing... No, I think I have them all, yeah, except for the kale. We haven't found good kale recently. That, that's been... So I'm sure. just using standard greens. Yeah, right. Well, run the run on kale has been has been you know a challenge. I I understand it. it. It's really it's really kale and, and toilet paper and you can't <laughs> find them anywhere. And 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 ye and active yeast. Those are the three. They're 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 nowhere. <laughs> uh, is there any baking going on? No baking. My mom has recently made some delicious pancakes. Okay, great. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Okay, well let, let's 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 hear about those. Let's let those be the 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 cherry on top of, of this uh, delicious uh, intrusion that we've we've made into the Kevin O'Connor kitchen, the O'Connor household kitchen. Let's hear about the pancakes. I mean, the pancakes are, are usually we use what what is that bisquick? Bisquick is what the typical one is, but we ran out. Of course, she, she's been doing it her own way. She looked like her father's, my grandpa's old recipe. And adapted in her own way, and they are some of the best pancakes I've ever had in my life. I don't know why we were ever doing it. Any other way, there's just a perfect amount of fluff. Okay, and they're they're so good 
in my opinion, that like you might want to use syrup with it, you know, standard, but yeah. you don't even need anything. Just eat it like a cookie. It's that really? Good. Are they sweet pancakes? I mean, you said fluffy, so we have a little bit of an idea of the character but of not, them. Not, not, not sweet. You know, there's the pure vanilla extract in there. Okay. I'm not sure what else she's throwing in there, but I wouldn't call it sweet necessarily. It's just a really, really good fluff. Solid fluff. The vanilla comes through. It, it's it's a nice chewy. Uh, is it chewy? Well, like you know, yeah, right. So it it's satisfying. It it hits you know some some nostalgia notes probably a little bit back in your brain, right? Okay. 100%. We're, we're we're not going to do any better than that. Koc, stay safe, my friend. You as well, house. You're you're looking well. Best of health to you and and, and your mom uh, in Brockton, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, house. Love you, KOC. Love you too, man. Thank you. All right, Taste Buds now on the Zoom and on the line, the host of the Emmy Award-winning NBA desktop co-host of the critically acclaimed Binge Mode podcast, Jason Concepcion Network. What's happening? House... Joseph, what an honor bestowed unto me this fine day to be with you here through the magic of the internet. Jason. It's beautiful. I have to tell you, you were really the inspiration for this. And and some of it was born out of out of concern. I'll just confess. Well on NBA Desktop a few weeks ago, maybe two yes. weeks ago, you you ended the episode. With a little behind the scenes, a little BTS <laughs> of what was going down in in the Concepcion kitchen, it was a lot of boxes of pasta and not much else. I was worried about you, buddy. Well, uh, update on that. I have I recently did a just an inventory, and I've got about a month and maybe a week of pasta. <laughs> a lot of pasta, de chicho. It's Thin spaghetti and bucatini. That's just what I could get when this started popping off at the time. This is about two months ago. Two delightful options. Two delightful options, though. Great options. Did not have much in the way of sauce initially. So I did eat a couple of struggle meals that uh, were it, it consisted of bucatini and pinto beans. Okay. But I've since... I, I've since leveled up a bit. I'm making carbonaras, as you can see from my beautiful uh, Zoom background. <laughs> I got some eggs. I, I I got some cured meats, which to me is like better a better option because they're just going to keep for a while. Yes. And you know, I got some ground pepper. I got some olive oil. Uh, I've got some some stu- some capers and some uh, you know canned tomatoes coming tomorrow. I'm ready all, to go full right. bore pasta. It's all coming together now. Network man cannot live yes. on pasta alone. I I, I don't think. I mean, even here at the House of Carbs, we we try and mix it up. <laughs> what else is in in the in the kitchen? Although may, maybe it's not in the kitchen. Maybe you're doing some ordering in. Let's let's. Uh, maybe I'll give you the opportunity. I I I do a little bit of ordering in. You okay. know, like very sparse. Um, I ordered Popeyes this weekend. Oh, my hero. Number Love one. Hey, That's I right. haven't even so, ordered Popeyes yet. Ordered some Popeyes. Yes, I was very careful in wiping down the boxes and stuff. I took the leftover uh, chicken tenders. I chopped that up. I added that to my meals. Boom. Um, Delicious. I, well, uh, let me take you through my day. So in the morning yeah. I wake up, I'm doing this thing, which I think that is kind of a thing that you're doing. I don't eat after seven and I don't eat before 10. Okay. I keep it. I keep it all in that nine hour window. You got a I window. Eat between 10 a.m. and seven. Yeah. I wake up in the morning. I uh, try to move around a little bit because, you know, I, I'm trapped in my place. We're pumping it up. That's Then I'll have either a protein shake or like some oatmeal, some overnight oats with like a protein powder in it. I have powdered peanut butter, which I love. Powdered peanut butter. It's really good. Yeah, and then I add that to like a scoop of a protein shake and it tastes pretty good, which I add some almond milk to that. That's my breakfast. Okay. And then for lunch, I'll have some, guess what? Pasta. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Here that's, it is, folks. That's the right time of day for pasta, though. It's a it's an it's right. energy builder. It's the building blocks of energy. 
And then, so that will be either some some variation on a carbonara, or sometimes I won't have uh, I won't have an egg in there, but like it's mostly like I'll saute some garlic, some onions, a little bit of the uh, salami or whatever cured meat of the day is. Right. I'll have that going while I have my pasta going. I like to go a little al dente. I'll take it off a little bit, a little bit al dente, so it cooks in the pot while I'm working my magic on the rest of it. And then I'll just put it together, toss it, and then I'm ready to go. And then for dinner, you know, it's, it's I don't know what to do. This is where I need your help. Oh, okay. Are there do you, are there proteins? Can you get a protein in the house? Uh, well, I'll tell you what I have coming. Uh, so I have, in addition to what I have, I'm getting some quinoa. I'm getting some rice. I'm getting some uh, some like odds and ends spices and stuff. So my so it doesn't taste bad. Right. And then. I've got like some chicken and some uh, some uh, ground beef coming. Ha- tell me, tell me, work, you know, help me. Those are some great building blocks. Is there any cheese in the house? Do you have any cheese in the situation? I haven't been doing the cheese. Uh, it's just, you know, I I, 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 can't, I don't have a good reason for why I haven't been oh, adding I, the cheese to it. Well, I didn't know if it was a taste thing or a health thing or, you know, a disinclination. You know, everybody's got their own take on Q life. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm a fan of cheese, but, you know, I was I was concerned about it uh, in this Q life. And honestly, I'm living pretty good without it. It's a crucial component of the carbonara, but you can multi-purpose some of that cheese. Well, so what what cheese should I get? Well, first of all, uh, that's a great question. You know, sh- shredded parm, shredded uh, parm reggiano, grated. You know, all the variations of a pecorino, a parm. Those will last forever. They have lots of applications. They serve it. as salt, right? So you don't need to salt and put that cheese on. You know, you get you can get plenty of salt from the cheese. And it adds a sharpness. If you need a sharpness, it can um, add. It can it can help mellow out. If you need something that's that's too bright with a with a spice, you can mellow it out with a little bit of that cheese. So that's one sort of thing. Do you have any lemons in the mix? Are there lemons in your joint? That's a great. Let's let me add some lemons. Let me get some lemons in here. They have those in California. They do. They they just grow on the trees. I heard that. I can go outside. I'll just pick them. You you could go steal one right off the tree. You don't have to see anybody. Well, so what am I doing with my lemon? Well, it, again, it brightens things up. It takes a, a chicken breast and and you know elevates it. Like a, take a little bit of that bucatini. You you mentioned? Ooh. Did you mention to me that you have capers in the house? Yeah, I do have capers coming in my next uh, in my next shipment of foods. So, so we just we just described chicken piccata. You now have chicken piccata in in, in your joint. If you get the lemon, you have lemon. Little butter or or some other kind of fat it could be olive oil. Olive oil's fine too. Butter's better, but olive oil is perfectly legit as a fat. Then you got your 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 capers and a little little cheese, chicken piccata. Boom, you're done. Oh my gosh, what 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 is your what is your routine like? What are you eating these days? What well, are you so sizzling up? I will say this: I have lost weight during this Q life. Wow. Because there's a, you know, the a, a big component of my um, eating regimen is not available, which is going out to eat. And the going out to eat is the most prominent way for me to consume the, 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 the this version of, of uh, food <laughs> and calories, which is the brown stuff or the clear stuff. I'm not really drinking as much, uh, and that's really uh, the, the reason for the weight loss. So I'm basically like a one and a half meal a day kind of guy. Like I eat yeah. for fuel during the day because, you know, a, as you know, as a podcast professional, that's right. to be sharp on your that's toes, right. you know, you have to have the building blocks of energy. That's carbohydrates. That can be through some, some uh, almonds. It can be through some banana. It could be something like light just to maintain. And I'm a a big coffee consumer through the sort of course of the day. And then at night, we let our hair down a little bit. We let the beard grow out a little bit. And that's where, you know, the majority of my calories are in that, um, in in the evening meal. And it's some combination of a protein and some carbs and, you know, whatever ice cream I can get into. Oh. That's an important part of this Q life, Jay. So how much of you, you I, I got to tell you, Joe, you've always looked great. I've told that, you this every time I'm on the pod <laughs> with you. Every, you're, for a man of, of 
of taste as you are and, and of appetite. You look incredible. Every time I see him, I'm like, Joe looks great. Joe Very, looks great. This is, this is, you can come on anytime you want. You're on this show anytime you want. You're, you're a permanent, uh, you have a permanent invite to the, to the carbs. Now you mentioned eating kind of three meals a day. Is that standard? Is that your standard? Is that the standard network approach? I, I eat pretty, my dinner approach is pretty light. Like let's say this wasn't quarantine. Yeah. Lunch is the meal where I really load up for fuel. Yeah, okay. And then I, it's like if I go to the gym or something, I might eat something afterwards just to replenish. Yeah. But usually dinner is pretty light unless I'm going out to dinner with friends or something like that. In that case, I'll break the seven o'clock rule, which is more of a soft rule and a hard rule. But but um, so it's I, I say, similar to you. I think it's more like like one one and three quarters to two and a half meals a day, less than three squares. Yeah. I don't want the hungry homies to, to listen to this and, and, and lose faith. Now, look, I'll sit down and do a 4,000 calorie meal. I, I, there's a 64 <laughs> ounce slab of beef that, you know, we've had prime rib. There's, uh, uh, the, 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 the tomahawk steaks, like all that is in them. Don't think for a second. It's, we have a, uh, a religious holiday coming, which is basically That's another right. excuse to convene with loved ones and and overeat. I promise to do my part. There's going to be a ham. There's going to be beef. Like we're going to do uh, the Easter holiday proper on, on the table. Lamb it. is going to be in the mix. We're going to whoa. We're going to do it all. We'll do it all. Lamb, now, ham. I'm, I'm going to order some of this stuff in. I part of my <laughs> approach to this Q life. I want. The beloved purveyors, the 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 restaurants and and the markets and yes. so forth. Yes, with yes. The items that I like, I need to do my part to support. Same. You know, all the prepared food stuff. I I still uh, entrust uh, it, to the capable hands of 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 the great DC restaurateurs and chefs. Uh, a lot of that work. And a wonderful scene, which I just to pull back the curtain for a moment is spending a lot. I've been spending a lot of time in DC over the last uh, year and a half. You have introduced me to some fine restaurants in the area. Probably, I'd say the best, uh, uh, the best experience I had. It would probably be, I'd say, Bad Saint was great, which is a Filipino spot that you uh, put me on, which was fantastic. Yeah, an, an incredible experience that goes along with the the incredible food, like the most authentic Filipino uh, uh, cuisine. But you're sitting literally in a in a small row house where yeah. the kitchen is the biggest component of that room and you're you're feeling the fire as as the food's prepared it's absolutely delightful thank you for that joe it's really great it's a it's a, it's the least i could do now look i want to uh help you Please. elevate i want to help you elevate to the extent that that you know you're, you're looking for input you 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 mentioned kind of a grocery list that has some good building blocks in it what what can we do? What give me something that that you you have the ambition for, you have the aspiration for in terms of cooking Ooh. for yourself, but that you just haven't worked up the courage yet. Is there what 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 can we do? You know what I I would like to do. Access to meat would I think would be would be key for this, but I would love to do some kind of a ragu to really just get a sauce going all day on a on a Sunday and just let it cook for like eight hours that's something i would love to try a, a beautiful sunday gravy they, they call it that's gravy right. out here you know in the in the, the mid-atlantic you know near new jersey and and uh and new york folks yeah that's a that's an achievable goal and you know you you mentioned that you have some beef coming now one thing that i would recommend in this regard if you can you know figure a way, out a way to get at it and we do you know we we can help you out with this uh we don't want all the taste buds to think all we do is traffic in luxury goods and whatnot. <laughs> We're eating to sustain ourselves in, in this right. new life. But if you're going to have an indulgence, here's here's something. I think for, for a ragu like, like you're talking about, go ahead and get something that's got kind of a, a texture that you can shred with your hands. A beef mm. that you can do with your your hands, like a like a short rib or you know something of, of that. It could even be pork. You know, it's it's fine uh, to do like a kind of a a pulled pork kind of angle to this because of the texture of what I'm talking about. It'll stand up to all day baking, but when it, I mean, all day you know on the stove. When you're done at the end, the the difference in the it the luxuriousness that it imparts 
to your to your ragu. It doesn't your ragu doesn't have to be ground meats. You can have something that's got a little bit of a stringiness to it, pork or beef, lots of different options in that regard. That's my my one recommendation. If you're going to make an addition to the grocery list, let's get something in there for this Sunday gravy that gives gives Concepcion, gives Network the luxury he deserves. Another thing that I've been trying to figure out how to do is how to just more efficiently use stuff like so when i ordered popeyes the other day yeah you know i had so i had the i had ordered two because you never know about if i got hungry later and i didn't want to order again so i but then i was like okay i'm just i don't want to hold on to this so i kind of i minced the stuff up and i put it in my meal but like what do you have any uh tips on like how can i use one ingredient several times across meals well, it, it depends on like your 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 palate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, are you ordering what sides are you getting with your Popeyes? Wow, I got gravy, I got the little biscuit, and I got uh, rice and beans. Yeah, so so rice and beans is a multi-purpose uh, a friend of yours, and you can a little goes a long way of the of the Popeyes rice and beans, and especially with that gravy, that can be a a a topping. On you know another, I don't know if you have other kinds of of bread bread angles going on there, but you can do kind of a you know starch on starch, carb on carb Ooh. thing. Or but if you want to freshen up, like I don't know, you you're in LA, you have access to beautiful produce. Get some green beans, put those in just a tiny bit of of oil just to get them like crunchy ish, a little warmed up, and then the rice and beans. That's all the flavor that you need. From those rice and beans in with the the warmed up, crunchy green beans. Like that kind of angle is what I'm talking about. Any ideas for peas? I have some peas coming. I hate peas. I'm sorry. I'm, okay, I'm never useless mind. to you. We're out. When it comes then to we're peas. We're done. <laughs> I like the edamame, not the peas. I'm out on peas, Jay. <laughs> Network, do you feel empowered? Do you feel? I feel better. Okay. I feel I mean, better. I mean, I. I, w- I wanted you to feel better. I felt bad seeing all that pasta. Now, even even from my carbs angle, but you're I'm feeling better. I like the diversity of what's coming into the pantry. We've got some things to build on here. Let's 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 look for uh, uh, this coming Sunday. Maybe we go ahead and and, and tr- do you have a good pot? You have a nice Dutch oven kind I have of a decent. A- I have a decent pot. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's try and get a Sunday gravy going. I'm gonna try it and just let that that aroma fill my apartment. I, lo- I love you, Network. Thanks for coming on, buddy. I love you, Joseph. Thank you. All right, keep eating well. Stay safe. All right, my culinary comrades, there you have it. A nice little bit of a visit with some of our pals about how they're handling their food life in this Q life moment. We will be back next week. We have another few pals lined up. And like I mentioned at the top, we got some video of this. Some of our pals have let us into their kitchens. We're taking tours. You've heard it on the pod. You're going to get some video of that as well. We'll be back next week. Until then, my taste buds, stay at home, stay safe, and let's be hungry out there. (laughs) 